in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the patient, Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> I was running late tonight, Glenn. Running way behind. Art takes time. Mmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it, you can't rush art. You can't rush perfection. I, that, that's, what I've, that's what I learned tonight. But they tried to, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah, well where were you? I was, uh, Laura and I went to a painting, uh, class where you, uh, it's not like an ongoing class. It's like you go pay 30 bucks mm-hmm. and you get a beer mm-hmm. and then you paint a painting together. Well, you each had your pa- own. Each, we each had paintings. I, I saw them both and they were both, <sighs> I was, I'm going to say pretty, I was pretty impressed. Well, I, I'm glad you were Glenn. I, I, I feel like, I feel like I captured the essence of a fox. Yes. Uh, very well. Did you get to choose the subject? No, they 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 have a the instructor uh, figures out the painting ahead of time. Oh, okay. And then um, and then you he he works with you to mm. to paint it. Mm. Um, so it was good. It was good. It was uh, it was a different experience. Mm. Uh, I I've haven't drawn since I was in like fourth grade, or, or <laughs> I haven't painted since I was in fourth grade. <laughs> like art classes. in yeah. Elementary school was the last time I actually painted. So so this is a brush, huh? Man, it was a different world, I tell you. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you made it back. Yeah. No, we, we did. We finally made it back. Recording the podcast. You know, it's Not fun. not missing a beat here. No. Just no. bam, bam. That's right, Glenn. It's no thing. Um, and you know what else isn't a thing? It's not? Well, I guess it is a thing. Okay. Okay. You know what else is a thing? What's that? Is uh, gentleman.com. That's right, Brian. Uh, it's a site that we created for manly content. Uh, we talk about it every week on the podcast. It's a great little uh, place to stop on by. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate the art of gentleman.com. <laughs> there, there's a lot of art to appreciate on the site. There is. It's true, Glenn. <laughs> it's like a fine wine. You've got, you've got to scroll around for hours. <laughs> Swish it around. Mm. Take a drink. You Let know. it hit the palate. Let it hit the palate. The back, the front. The back, the front. Yeah. Swallow it down. Yeah. Just take it on down, gentleman.com. Um, that should be our new logo. Just take it on down. <laughs> I don't know what that means, really. Um, but well, if, uh, you don't know what that means either, and you would like to get in touch with me and Glenn about that. I think it says bliss right you're, now. You're confused by that slogan. Um, you can send a letter over the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, we will put it on the Gentleman Hall of Fame. That's right. Uh, the infamous Hall of Fame. All right. And uh, we'll take a picture of it. We'll uh, do some artwork with it, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and we will respond to your letter. We will talk about it on the podcast. We can talk about it in the questions from the general mailbag. We can um, just, you know, it's it's a good thing to do. Check in with me and Glenn, and you can do that by sending a letter over to PO Box four four two three zero five, Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. If you're too, if you're really upset and you just don't want to take the time mm. to write a letter, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you just have a bad day. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to write a letter to the gentleman uh, mailbag. That's okay, Glenn. You know we'll take all kinds of correspondence. That includes emails at howdygentleman.com. That's right. You can go to Twitter and at reply us. Um, you can stop us on the street and yep. yell at us. Yeah. Um, you can do anything you want. Yeah. Maybe get a megaphone and yeah. shout across the street at us. Whatever. Wouldn't be the first time. No, it wouldn't, Glenn. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, uh, send us a question for the gentleman mailbag, or just give us some feedback. Talk to us. Drop us a line. Whatever you want to do, let us know. Um, okay, Glenn, let's uh, move on to get to the drink of the week. Finally. Finally. The, yeah. Finally, the drink of the week is here. It's true. Um, so, today I went to the liquor store. Yes. Um, well, previous, previously, I had learned that uh, one of the local breweries in town, Boulevard, well, not in town, in Kansas City, close by, mm-hmm. um, had their famous... It's, this beer has put them on the map, I think. It's, it's like a national... 
like it, it, it's their chocolate ale. And okay. They release it as a as like it's part of their smoke sack series. So you get mm-hmm. a big oh how, geez, how big would that be? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's one of those big beers. It's like yeah. a, a really it's, it looks like a bottle of wine basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. full of beer. They've grown in popularity over the last yeah. couple of years, and, and and it's like thirteen bucks for a bottle and. Mm-hmm. Um, the alcohol content's pretty high. I can't remember yeah. how much. Anyway, so it's. Re- I, I saw it on like national sites today. Mm. Actually, I saw it on a site called Uncrate. Mm-hmm. They're featuring it and all this stuff. So it's okay. kind of cool. So it's like, oh man, Brian and I need to show off the local flair here. Well, I get there, and yes, and oh, and the other thing too is that around here, these these uh, these chocolate ales go like hotcakes. You have to get there. So today was the first day that they had them available. I got there. Oh. Unfortunately, none of them were cold, were chilled in this particular watering hole. And so I uh, couldn't I couldn't get it in time for our... I yeah. couldn't get it chilled in time for our review. So... That's a deal breaker right there, yeah. So what did I do, Brian? I, I sat and I thought, hmm, what have we talked about recently that mm-hmm. might be appropriate for the Gentleman Podcast? And that is a Sam Adams brew. Okay. Was it two episodes ago that we talked... Maybe two or three talked about... Yeah. Um, how Sam Adams was no longer... I mean, it's the biggest and oldest... Well, maybe not oldest? Uh, craft brewery. It's definitely the biggest. They're, they're basically... I mean, they kind of take credit for better or worse for popularizing the craft beer exactly. movement. So, I, I, I picked up the Cream Stout. And they had some other ones available. But they're all kind of springy and hoppy. And around here, when we're recording this, tonight is supposed to get bitterly cold yeah. and snow. And tomorrow mm-hmm. is supposed to get snow as well, so I didn't want anything springy. Yeah. So we're getting with something with you know some teeth to it, some okay. cream stout. Okay. So um, yeah, the thing about Sam Adams, man, is like it seems like they have twenty different kinds of beer. They do. You know, I and half of them I have no interest in trying. Yeah. Like cherry. I wheat. remember Charlie, the first one that came into my head was that cherry wheat. Yeah. I remember that from my formative college years, getting hold of some of that stuff and. It got a hold of me yep. instead of me getting a hold of it. Yeah, uh, I remember thinking, "Man, this is going to taste like a pie, like a piece of pie, yeah. a cherry pie." Yeah, and it did not. No, it tasted like I can't believe they still make that beer. It's been around for like fifteen. You years. know what? We should try it just to see if our palates aren't. I mean, maybe we're not crazy anymore. I don't know. Well, anyway, anyway Ryan, Glenn, enough about that. Let's talk about the cream stout. Yeah. <clears throat> now, the cream stout is inspired by the traditional English sweet stouts. Okay. And it's a rich and creamy brew. It's full of deep roasted character, and there's a subtle sweetness and indulgently smooth finish. And these are my words. Mm, that's um, a nice intro. I don't know. Let me go over to samadams.com and see what they have to say <laughs> about the beer. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah. sure it's something somewhat Sounds similar. Like that, yeah. But uh, yeah, the IBUs are really low. It's a 28. Okay. It's dark. It's mm-hmm. you know, so it's supposed to be kind of just rich and a little, with a little hint of sweetness. Mm, okay. Uh, year-round availability so it's not a not a seasonal exactly okay so here Ryan, let me let me get one for you over here all right da, da, da. thank you uh-huh and the alcohol is 4.9 so that's pretty standard yeah oh and the price was 750 okay that's a pretty good deal really all right so cheers, cheers. i like it that's good it is good this is Smooth. much better than the cherry wheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, turpentine. I think bit. they only produce the cherry wheat mm. to stuff as to stuff those twelve pack variety packs as filler. <sighs> you know how they have all these like yeah. twelve packs of like try four different Sam Adams beers, and it's like six of them are the cherry wheat in every twelve pack or something like that. I think that's what that beer is is mm. made for. It's for suckers, suckers, college kids, and filler in their 12-pack variety packs. Thinking you're going to get cherry pie. Yeah. And it's not. Exactly. This is good, though. I like this one. This is real lot. good. It's, it's almost like co- there's like a like, coffee. Yeah, I was worried it was going to be too sweet, but it's really pretty no, good. No, actually not. It's creamy. Ooh, it's good. At my art lesson, I had a couple of uh, buffalo stouts. Ooh, this is or, I mean, probably... oatmeal stouts. Buffalo stouts. Oatmeal stouts. Free states? Free states oatmeal mm, Okay. Stout, which we've talked about before. Oh, yeah. Um... But anyway, all right. Well, Glenn, let's. Uh, what about the uh, MTS score on this? What are we? Uh... Okay. Well, okay. Seven fifty. So seven. Th- those seven who don't 50. know, MTS mustache twist scale. scale. Mm-hmm. It's our empirical scale that we use. Very scientific. Very um, patent pending. Patent pending. Highly pending. tested. We have a crack team of researchers around the clock. It's a statistical analysis mm-hmm. uh, and has been proven as the world's only empirical mm-hmm. rating for beer. Yeah. So it's scientifically proven to be correct. Others have tried. Yes. And failed. Right. We're the only one. Yep. Shining star in a very 
a bleak sky. yeah desolate world <laughs> yes it's like the northern star is the mts that's right oh man um but we, we're talking it up too much mm. it speaks for itself it's scientific mm-hmm. uh glenn so what what's so your first factor is price price 850 is the is the water line mm-hmm. so if it's below that you're getting a good deal you're getting a good deal if it's above that well that's gonna that's gonna bring you down a notch right. a little bit on the points mm-hmm. so 750 it's well under the watermark it is yep um so that that got that going for it mm-hmm. um for it being a cream stout i like this it's not like yeah, it's, it's, good. it's like a beer like like the budweiser of stouts you know like mm-hmm. you just you have it around you just crack it open and not even think about it right it's not like too a, heavy not too sweet I, I want a stout but i don't want to think about it type thing yeah it's smooth see some people have problems with sam adams because of their right they're not really a real craft brewery. Mm-hmm. They're too big now. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it's like they're Metallica or something like that, right? You know, right? Like they pioneered metal, but then now they're selling out stadiums, and right. you know, that's they, not metal. That's yeah, yeah. They're shopping at uh, Gucci. You know, <laughs> the, I remember that article. Uh, but right. I, I I don't have a problem with it. You know, I, I take it on the merit of what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we don't discriminate. You know. No. Uh, anyway, so price, price, first level price, uh, it's winning on the price. Okay. Um, the hops are low. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is that is another factor. It's really yep. good. Alcohol percentage, 4.9. So mm. uh, that's pretty standard. Nothing too high, nothing too low. Right. Middle of the road. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, what, what's your uh, what's your take on this? Uh, noting all the factors of the MTS and computing them into your score. <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and give this a... Seven point seven. You're seven seven. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna say seven point four. Seven point four. I I think that it doesn't it doesn't really jump out at you, right? Um, you know, right. It's uh, it, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's not it, bold. It, it's it's not bold. It's not really it's not really defining a genre. You know yeah. what I mean? It's 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 more just kind of hanging back and doing its thing, which is cool. It's just it doesn't since it's kind of middle of the road and all that stuff. Um, some people would say there's gold in the middle of the road. Right. I'd say sometimes it's fool's gold. So you're not taking into account the price. No, the price is good. Okay, the price is good. I, that is that's a part of the MTS which I've okay I've highly. <laughs> I you know I, I think seven fifty is a good price for this. It's yeah based on everything else. You get what you paid for, kind of thing. It's true. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Good You're point. not buying Red Dog, right? Red Dog. We should. We should. You're not buying Land Red Shark. Dog. Red, we dog. Red Dog. We should. It may, it, we should do an April Fools. Uh, oh yeah, we'll do an April Fools episode where we we try. Uh, yeah. A beer that we we poke at all yeah. the time. That sounds I like good. it. Okay, sounds good. All right. So on the MPS scale, that means uh, officially after some calculations mm-hmm. of you know the you, computer's done. Well, I I use my app. This oh, time. okay, okay. Uh, there's this handy dandy MTS app that's come out that we were, you know, makes it super quick because we used to have to punch it in the supercomputer, <laughs> supercomputer. Yeah, and uh, now the the <laughs> app actually has simplified the MTS. Technology's come a long way since we started using the MTS, and uh, I mean, it just it's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, um, so anyway, pretty soon it'll just be like voice activated. Mm-hmm. MTS reading. So the official MTS score, based on these two scores, after mm-hmm. we input all of our figures, okay. uh, ends up being a 7.55. Okay. We've had lower. Mm-hmm. We've definitely had higher. Yep. This is a, this is a you know, yeah. we gave it a fair shake. Mm-hmm. It'll still be good. Yeah. It's not going to get in our way. It's not going to be like a ghost. No, it will not. It will not hinder us. It will not hold us back. It will not stop us from recording this podcast. No. And- Okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, move on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last week or so. Let's do it. Um, so the first one we have up here, we, the, the, the posts this week are kind of kind of intense. Mm. Yeah, they are kind of intense. Uh, but this one, I, I love this story. So um, our good buddy Electro Vista, Vista, Electro Vista, mm-hmm. um, he's been on the podcast a few times before. Yep. And been on the site for a long time. Posted this link from BuzzFeed. It says, after a story... <laughs> The, the English is a little off on this. Yeah, so. the, the titles, they're hard sometimes to to figure out what they're trying to say here. Yes, it's like they, they shortened them to get all the words in, but I'll just do the best I can. After a story of a man who walks 21 miles a day to work goes viral, strangers raise thousands. <laughs> that title, just it's, it's, so it is very Let's confusing. Let's reword this. Yeah. Uh, and this isn't Electro Vista's fault. This is BuzzFeed. Yeah, this, this is, is directly from BuzzFeed. from BuzzFeed. So, a story of a man who walks 21 miles a day has mm-hmm. gone viral. 
There we go. Yep. Okay. That's that's a that's an appropriate yeah. title. Yeah. But it's a great story, nonetheless, mm-hmm. um, about a man named James Robinson who literally walks 21 miles in um, outside of Detroit. Uh, yeah, I guess there's gaps in bus service, is what it says. Like, so, I, I would I say so. Well, it's 23 to. miles away from his house, and he has to walk 21 miles. So I would, I would do more than Just I would go on a limb bus. and say that's more than a gap. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> there's a gap in his walking. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. There's a bus gap in his walking. Uh, it's like the jerk where he shows up and he gets the ride to like the end of his yeah the end of his uh, <laughs> the fence basically right. Um, but yeah, so this guy. Um, I don't know who originally chronicled this, but he has, for the last decade, I guess his car broke down a decade ago, and he's been walking to work 21 miles there and back uh, five days a week since that happened. Um, so just you know, super dedicated. I think they said he hasn't missed a day of work the whole time. Um, Can you imagine that, walking like 40 miles a day? Well, and it's not just – it's not like he's walking that in Florida. Right. Or something like that. Or California. It's Detroit. Super cold up there. And apparently he has to go through some rough parts of town, too. Right. uh, Which is also concerning, you know, uh, some violent neighborhoods and stuff like that. So it's not just like it's a walk in the park down to, you know, 21 miles through (laughs) freezing cold, bone-chilling cold, um, possible violent neighborhoods, stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Yeah. so yeah, just so uh, he's been, but he's been doing that to to go to work, and several websites uh, pop up. There's I think three or something. Uh, stuff like GoFundMe pops up to right. people set up GoFundMe's to like buy this guy a car or help him buy a used car or something so he doesn't have to do this anymore. And he ends up they end up making I think the one that they show here the GoFundMe is up to two hundred and sixty thousand dollars, two hundred sixty six thousand dollars. How many cars can you buy with two hundred sixty six thousand? So he's going to buy a Lamborghini. Yeah, <laughs> to, uh, that, that would ruin it for me. <laughs> I got a Lamborghini now. <laughs> I don't. I don't do much walking. Yeah, but yeah, the guy. I mean, the guy makes what ten fifty five an hour or something like that. Ten ten fifty an hour. Ten fifty an hour. So yeah, this is interesting. I mean, it's great that he's getting all. You know, he's he's going to get his car and uh, way more than that. I think the the thing is, there's two other sites beyond that one that I, that also have a fun setup that I think it's a ton of money too. So he's this guy's going to end up with like a million dollars out of this deal, basically. Um, Probably. My uh, my thing is like so. Some, apparently, somebody he works with is setting up a trust for him or something like that. To okay, here's here's where things get weird for me mm-hmm. is. Somebody starts a GoFundMe, mm-hmm. expecting to to make five thousand dollars for him, so that they can pass the money along to him. It turns into two hundred sixty six thousand dollars. How do we know for sure that that money is going to get to this dude? Right, you know, all the way over to him. If he's got somebody that's setting up some trust for him and all this stuff, and then even the guy that sets up the GoFundMe, technically the money's probably given to him first, and then he's supposed to pass it along. So how do we know for sure that that money's going to end up? Over over to the guy that you expect it. This is this is the part where these websites get all weird. Yeah, I hope I really do hope this ends up in his hands. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think everybody that put the money in you hopes know? it does that. Um, that's the question. When you have two hundred sixty six thousand dollars and it's supposed to be passed along to some guy, do you say like, oh, well, maybe I'll just take twenty percent of it because you know I set it up and I deserved it, you know. It's true. I don't know. I, I I get a little bit sketched out about that stuff. You think that people are probably going to do the right thing, and really, you hope. You hope. Yeah, but you don't know. You know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that that all the all the right things happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he doesn't. I mean, at the end of the article, it said that he didn't even know this was happening. Right. When and a reporter told him about it, he's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Where were you guys like ten years ago?" You know? yeah. No, yeah, no, seriously. but uh, I, the thing I the thing I, I really like about this article, well, a lot of things, but. Um, he has this quote when they when they chronicle him and then the original article he says mm-hmm. you know he's talking about how he kind of relies on his faith or his you know whatever to keep going that's what kept him going he says I'm not saying I'm a member of some church but just before I get home every night I say Lord keep me safe and then he added I should have told you there's another thing determination <laughs> that's a great quote isn't it great like yeah. this guy if you look up badass <laughs> yeah seriously. that's him uh, that is determination I mean, I mean twenty one th- miles each each way way, mm-hmm. and so it was something crazy. Like he would leave at eight in the morning to get there at two in the afternoon. Yeah, for a to work till ten at night yeah. to walk home. So eight to two is what uh, six hours. Mm-hmm. 
So he gets home about six in the morning. <laughs> wakes up at what? At wakes up at eight. Yeah, and he said he hasn't missed a day in ten years. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. This the best maybe, part. Maybe 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 twenty one right. miles total. It has to be twenty miles total. Yeah, right? I don't know. It doesn't matter, Glenn. The numbers don't matter. Yeah. The point is, he has to walk, walk a long way. More than we have walked this whole month. Um, I will say that one of the best parts about this, and he is kind of making light about it, but El Sueco has a great comment El on Suico, the actual, that guy. <laughs> on the actual what does El Sueco say here? <laughs> <laughs> one word. Bicycle. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's you know, that. That... that 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 does make sense, you know. Yeah, and the other thing too, not to, not to put too fine a point on it, but they had an interesting part in the article about. Um, yeah, okay, you're the guy you're talking about, some kind of trust to oversee, and he said, yeah. putting a car in his driveway and just handing James the keys or filling his pockets with cash is not the answer. He said, well, with these resources now, we should be able to do something very positive for the guy. Like fill his pockets with cash. Yeah, put a car in driver. Come on, that's what you're supposed to do. So I don't, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if. Yeah, I. I wonder if the guys. I, I don't know the guy, you know, at all. But I want it kind of. He's making him kind of sound like he's a, a little oblivious to maybe. I don't know. I don't know that, what he's trying to say there, but that's the part that I didn't understand. Is like. <laughs> One of his coworkers is is supposedly like trying to set up some kind of a trust for him, and it's like, hey, this guy's not like fifteen years old. Like right. this guy's a grown man. Exactly. I, we I we should be able to do something for what? Who's we, man? He's he's the one oh, walking. He's going to establish some sort of board to oversee the donations for Robinson. Maybe he's just trying to protect all the money, like we were just talking about. I mean. Like, yeah, you know, but the board is probably going to take a cut of what it's going to, and know, it's his coworker. It's not like it's like you know, yeah. some CEO is like or a governor. It's like his buddy who he drinks beers with after work. You know, yeah. I don't Brian, think I'm going to oversee your board of. I don't think this guy's drinking beers after work. He's no, walk he's walking back. He, he's got a pint to go, man. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, Bicycle. I don't understand. There's a lot about this that story that I don't understand, joke. but it's, it's it's odd. It, but I, I just you know I hope that after all these people, after the money gets from the guy that started the GoFundMe to this board, and they divvied up amongst themselves, right. and it finally gets back down to him. Hey, I dude, hope, here's your Pinto. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he ends up with an actual car and not like a ten speed or a bike or a bike. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know. Anyway, all right, Glenn, let's let's move on. That was, either way, he sounds yeah. like a great great guy to at dude. least. Hardcore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Like, uh, you, you really do have to admire that. And there's, there's no, there's little reason why people open up their pockets to support that because he's a good example of of not giving up and and trying really hard to to survive. You know, so exactly, cool, cool story. Now, <clears throat> when we put these together, I didn't realize that I put you not just only, a lot, just well, a lot, Glenn. No, hang on. Not only did I put. This next tech is also by Electro Vista. Yes. But it's also from the same source. It's another BuzzFeed article. Yeah. I, I uh, <clears throat> Look, BuzzFeed's everywhere, man. Their headlines are so attention-grabbing. I guess. People just can't help but push like publish it on gentleman.com. I will, I will say, the BuzzFeed headlines, like I really get sick of the Upworthy style. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting really annoying. It is annoying. Um, I'm, I'm sick of it, too. And, and it's those ads after, like, yeah. you might also like... yeah. You won't believe what this actor did on the set of these five actors did on the set of their movies or whatever. And it's like you get to the article, it's like they they had a beer. Yeah, they uh, they ate a sandwich. They ate a ham sandwich. Yeah, no, uh, but I, I I will say maybe maybe I haven't been to BuzzFeed enough, to, but it seems like they do a good job of like accurately describing what's going to happen in the article without yeah. making it too outlandish. Which is. Um, it's a lost art now. It really is. Everything's about it. Actually attention telling time. the truth about what you're going to talk about. Exactly. Um, anyway. Good point, Glenn. Well, anyway, so this this next one is uh, titled, This dad has been covering his arm and tattoos of his son's doodles, and the, resu- and the result is gorgeous, unlike my trampling of the title. One thing BuzzFeed's got to work on is they are wordy headlines, man. It just doesn't There's roll. a lot of words going on It doesn't there. roll. Could have said... Dad, Dad tattoos make, arms with son's doodles. 
You'll never believe what happened <laughs> exactly. when they looked at his arm. Uh, so anyway, Glenn, this this guy Keith Anderson uh, from uh, from Ontario. Mm-hmm. He's a Canadian. Um, wow. He he starts out when his, his son is is what like two something like that. Mm-hmm. Super young, so you can imagine the doodles his son did uh, when the, when he was two years old or whatever. They're very. Um, Say uh, rudimentary, ru- rudimentary. Um, They're exactly what you think they are, and you know they say they use the term "beautiful" to describe them. I don't know if I would go that far. No, they get they get better as the kid goes gets older. Um, well, well, that's the thing. Now the kid's actually doing the tattoos now. Yeah, the kid goes it. to the parlor. Yeah, only in Canada, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, like this must be a, a northern thing, but. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. It's a, good, it's a really good idea. I mean, I'm not a tattoo guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have no tattoos. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't plan on getting any anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're gonna tattoo yourself, might as well be of uh, some artwork that your son created. I mean, that's pretty cool. Right? Yeah, I can get behind that. I. Uh, so when I read the title, I was like, oh, I had something in my mind completely different than mm-hmm. what I saw. Mm-hmm. I thought he would. This guy was gonna take his son's doodles. And like, like dress him up a little bit, dress him up, make him actual scenes or something. No, 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 no. It's like verbatim it's what was on the paper. Yeah, it's not like he he makes the drawings complete. Haven't we seen something like that? Hasn't there been something like that where somebody takes yes their kids drawing? What is that? Uh, what was that? I remember something about. I, this. I don't know, but that's that's why I thought of I thought of it. Is but. it maybe just like they he he like made new paintings out of yeah like they he like started with their artwork and then he made them like. More detailed or something like that. Yeah, was it the? I don't know. He didn't no. commit as much because he didn't tattoo him on himself. I'm pretty sure. Well, the funny thing about the thing about this guy, right, is that you look at his arms and they look like like washable, yeah, watercolors mm-hmm. or uh, markers. Yeah. Is what what his son used to like paint on his arm is actually a <laughs> legit like mm-hmm. tattoo. I will say that some of the later ones are pretty cool. Yeah, um, dude's got some cojones. Yeah, definitely. Um, he says when he runs out of space, he, he guesses he'll just have to get him to draw smaller pictures. So, I, and he said he, he's gonna he's gonna keep doing it until his son doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine the uncomfortable conversation? Like, well, son, I'm almost out of space. Yeah, but this could get really awkward. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, it's cool. If you're gonna have tattoos, it doesn't look like this guy has any. Well, no, he does. He does have other tattoos. I was, just, I was gonna say it doesn't look like. It's like he just started decided to get tattoos when his son got born. Well, maybe he does because I, 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 yeah, it might be his only tattoos. I don't know. The only ones we can see. That's that's my. Uh, that's the best quote ever about tattoos, Brian. It was uh, uh who's that '80s singer, big band. Oh gosh. Anyway. White Snake. Something in Stray Cats. Stray Cats. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of... Brian, Se- Brian, Brian Setzer. Setzer. Brian Setzer, yeah. Yeah. Said that his dad... Maybe he said it or maybe his dad said that never, son never get a tattoo where a judge can see it. <laughs> True. So, that's my that's my rule of thumb. Okay. But I don't think he factored the son no. never get a tattoo that your son would draw. Yes. Uh, well, anyway. Okay. Well, that's that's... Weird, wild stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story. I yeah, I, I don't know. You have to go check out the pictures on podcast.gentleman.com. We'll put a link up to it. You can take check it out. Uh, see some interesting hey Brian, doodles. Brian, I had an idea. Yeah. What if you said you're not a tattoo guy, Mm-mm. but but what if I doodled something? Mm-hmm. Would you get a tattoo of it? No, I'd no. get a tattoo of that fox. Hey. That's the a, fox you just painted, I would get a tattoo of. That's a work of art. I'd go man. to the parlor right now. That's a work of art. I might get one on my chest. Well, I, I might just so say, my like, doodle's not good enough. No, I, I'm just saying, Glenn. I don't know. I'm not. I, I haven't seen your work. You've seen my work. Well, you, the, the gentleman logo. Well, okay. that's the mustache. Good. Yeah, it's true. That, that could be a good tattoo to get, actually. But actually, I would think about getting that yeah. tattoo. Yeah, not bad. Okay, Glenn. Well, we'll, right. we'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll work something out. You know, we could be like the uh, the lead cast in Lord of the Rings, where they all got. Yeah. Tattoos except that one guy. Well, there's always got to be that one guy. Yeah, you know? Vold- Voldemort was it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sauron. Well, Brian, maybe someday I'll get tattoos of my daughter's doodles. Well, 
don't know, I if seen, you won't if you won't get I haven't seen tattoos. Uh, I haven't seen uh, Penny Doodles, so I don't, I don't know. They're pretty good. Mm. They're not bad. She's learning to write her name right now. Okay. So well, all right. <clears throat> okay, Glenn. Well, that was some interesting posts from gentleman.com from last week or so. Um, and now, Glenn, it's time for the gentleman toast. Oh, this is gonna be a good one. Um, this is this is you know this is a short toast. I just wanted to you know I try to find different ways to go outside of the go outside of the norm on the on the toast. You do a good job of that. Yeah. So this is continuing along that tradition, and this is a toast to Punxsutawney Phil. Uh, for those of you who don't know, or you probably do, it's your uh, favorite groundhog. This week, uh, Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Went down this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow. Is it saw his shadow or didn't see his shadow? Uh, if he sees his shadow, he goes back in the hole and it's going to be a longer winter. Okay. If he doesn't see a shadow, he pops out, springs here. Long. Or long, less he, winter. He came out and said long winter. Which makes sense because we're getting, we're starting to like really amp up. Well, there's some controversy about that, Glenn. Okay. Because supposedly Punxsutawney Phil is uh, is not very accurate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Are you trying to tell me? Allegedly. Allegedly. You're trying to tell me that when you watch an animal, I mean, not just watch an animal, you take the same animal every year well, he, and base the rest of the weather cycle of the season on his... Hopping it out of a hole? Mm-hmm. You're telling me that could be faulty? Um, well, he actually tells the club president of the inner circle oh, yeah. <laughs> in Groundhog Ease <laughs> right. uh, what's going to happen, Glenn. Right. So, I mean, he yeah, there's the whole physical act of it, but he actually whispers it to the the club mm. president mm-hmm. um, in Groundhog Ease, mm. which only the club president can interpret. In, uh, where's Punks? What state is Punxsutawney in? Uh, Pennsylvania. That's right. Okay. Uh, it's a rural area of Pennsylvania. Um, Punxsutawney Phil <coughs> used to be known as Punxsutawney Pete. Whoa! Back in the day, um, this is uh, this is the one interesting fact. Well, there was a couple different interesting facts. This whole thing is about. interesting. But um, in 1952, apparently there was a newscaster very similar to the story behind Groundhog Day that was sent to this town to cover the Groundhog Day celebration and he thought himself a serious newscaster so he was pretty upset about it. So he relayed his story back to the wire um, to Central AP headquarters and he said that the name of the Groundhog was Punxsutawney Phil. And the uh, AP caught it and they said, well, that's it's, it's Punxsutawney Pete, isn't it? And the, <laughs> the guy said, no, Punxsutawney Phil is Pete's son, Pete's dead. Oh no! So apparently, Wait, what year was this? This is 1952. Okay. So apparently, uh, the the reporter was upset at being at having been sent to cover this event, and he was making a subtle jab uh, because apparently, in the 1950s, there was a famous guy named Pittsburgh Phil, which is a well known, well known con man from the 1950s. Oh Pittsburgh yeah, Phil. Of course. So he was apparently making a subtle jab at that. Um, mm. Anyway, but it's interesting because that's how the current groundhog got his name was from that guy making that making that jab at him. So Phil is still alive and well. Phil is apparently, according to legend, Phil is immortal. Oh, he's been around for a hundred and let's see. Let me. The first time he predicted the weather was eighteen eighty seven. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was that Pete or Phil? Pete slash Phil. Oh. Always the same, but we've ascribed different names to mm. him, apparently. Uh, this is amazing, because groundhogs actually have an average lifespan of six years, Glenn. Wow. So... That is that is above average. He's he's doing pretty well. He's doing pretty well. That's like me living to be, uh, you know... Uh, a thousand? Yeah, basically. Five or six hundred, something like that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Glenn. Uh, so, Punxsutawney Phil uh, says long winter, Glenn. I'm not toasting him for that because I don't want the long winter. I would prefer we, we spring have, to be here. We but... haven't really had much of a winter, though. No, we haven't. It's been kind of short. And... I, I was kind of looking forward to some snow, mm-hmm. like real snow. 
Here in Kansas, especially in this area of Kansas, yep. we seem to get about maybe two or three good snows this yeah. winter. Maybe. It depends on the year. Hasn't really happened this year. Hasn't happened. But I will say that I love the movie Groundhog Day. We were uh, yeah. talking about this earlier. <laughs> Without Punk's Tiny Phil, there'd be no Groundhog Day movie. Nope. Why is Bill Murray there in the story? The storyline? Is he re- reporting? Or is he- yeah. He's, okay, so he is... Yeah. I, yeah. I think that they must, they must have like taken that story. Okay, and, that's what I was going uh, towards, yeah. So anyway... Um, but yeah, Bill Murray, he's weather guy. Yeah. Oh, the weatherman. Yeah, that's and right. And they send him out to go because he's the weatherman. So Punk's Tiny Phil's the most famous weatherman. So he goes out there to cover that. And he's really excited blah, blah, blah. about covering him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's a great movie. Bill Murray. Um, you know, and it, well, who is the director that passed away recently? That oh, uh, writer director of that. Um, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, directed by, co-written by. Uh, he wrote the screenplay with a couple other people. Um, Andy McDowell on that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I believe this was supposed to be a, a pretty... A story that, that Harold Ramis was pretty uh, pretty close to. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think my favorite scene in that movie, Brian, is when Bill Murray... <clears throat> he's made it through... I don't know how long he's been waking up the same day. Mm-hmm. And he's in the truck with Punk... He's still Spunk's Sidani Phil to try to kill him right and uh, he has he's in the truck with Punxsutawney Phil and Punxsutawney Phil is driving right and he's giving him driving you know check your mirrors check right. your mirrors you can't drive angry you don't know? drive angry <laughs> don't drive angry yeah no it's oh true. man great movie um, yeah classic mm-hmm. okay so here's the Punxsutawney Phil Glenn Punxsutawney keep check for your shadow <laughs> every year man keep on keeping it real Punxsutawney yeah, Phil since 1887 man He's that's, a, that's a heck of a record. Wildly inaccurate since 1887. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> According to some websites, he's only right 39% of the time. <laughs> so, worse than flipping a coin. Because there's yeah. only two outcomes. Exactly. That's what they're saying, which is like a horribly bad out, like, yeah. track record, basically. So really, we should just run in the opposite direction of what he's... Yeah. But that's what they say. Is like, okay. basically, you know... Your odds are better. That means, ignore. like, whatever he says, just do the... I mean, the opposite is, is right more times than not. Hmm. Well, don't so tell him that. That'd break his little furry heart. No, you wouldn't want that. If he could hear you, he's like, how old again? hundred and... hundred and... Uh, I don't know. hundred No one knows. <laughs> no one knows his real age. <laughs> so... All right. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the... Um... Hot... <laughs> I lost it. <coughs> I went to go and I started to cough. Hmm. Hot topic. Um, That's better. Keep. I was thinking. I was walking around my house the other day. Hmm? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking about that foreigner song. Which one? Um, hot, hot blooded, hot blooded. Check yeah. it and see. Yeah. So I kept thinking about hot topic. Hot topic. <laughs> hot blooded. Check it and see. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, Glenn. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Uh, what is here and there, and everywhere? Um, sorry, Glenn. Uh, is what just happened last weekend, which mm. was the Super Bowl. Was it forty five or something? Wow, forty uh forty nine, right? Forty nine, I think. I it's hard know. to read the Roman numerals, but I think it's forty nine because okay. I think they were talking about Super Bowl fifty next year. Okay. Wow, what a game, right? Mm-hmm. What a game! But let's not talk about the game, Brian. Right. The let's most important, the important part. Yes, the most important part were. The commercials, right? That's, Am I right here? Well, that, I think that's that's the question. That's the that I mean, that's the hot button topic. Oh, it's like, um, oh, Super Bowl. There's there's two things. There's the commercials, mm-hmm. and there's the halftime show. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's kind of a two parter because it's like, how did it stack up against Super Bowls of the past? Hmm. You know, commercials of the past, halftime shows of the half, and then it's like, is it becoming? a bigger thing than the actual... Has it already become a bigger thing than the actual game itself? Well, okay, here's my take, Brian. I don't think... I mean, so obviously companies are investing a lot of money and time. I don't even know how much a commercial costs now. I, I think it's something like $4 million Wow. For I don't know if that's a 30-second 30 30 or 60-second spot. It's a lot of cheddar, okay? It's a lot of money. So that's just for the spot. Then they got to write it and produce it and all that stuff. So and it's got to be awesome. Pay actors and mm-hmm. all that. I mean, the, well, there were commercials with, uh, gosh, who are some of the big actors? Um, 
Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, right, for the yeah. Taken mm-hmm. uh, spoof. Um, Which was my favorite. I thought it was awesome. That, that was a good one. Um, I actually didn't get a chance to see a lot of a lot of the commercials because I was uh, kind of wrangling two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. but regardless of the fact, I think my my take is this, Brian. The Super Bowls in the last ten years, it seems like, have been really lop like lopsided. Okay, mm-hmm. and so at that point, why would you watch the? I mean, That's the game. True. The game is just not a. How if, good the game is definitely plays into it. If it wasn't the Super Bowl, you'd be flipping to a different channel, like a different game. Yeah. If it was just another Sunday mm-hmm. NFL game, you'd be flipping to a different game. It just seems like they've been really bad. However, yeah. this last game was awesome. It came mm-hmm. down to the last play, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, anyway. So it was real attention grabber the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I may, I alluded to this earlier when we were talking about the drink of the week. Mm-hmm. I saw, one of the commercials I did see, I took offense to. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What was the commercial for? I took offense to. It was a Budweiser commercial, Brian. Oh. Now, okay. the King of Beers decided to sully the MTS. Yeah. How did, what? Yep, yep, yep. Wait. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm surprised to hear this. I'm surprised and offended to hear this. Well, you, I watched it. I was openly... They, the commercial starts, and it's like... It's almost like a truck commercial, right? Like, this is the Everyman beer. This is the beer, the blah, blah, blah. And then they say, you know, this isn't a beer to be smelled and to be, you know, fussed over. And it shows a picture of, like, hipsters, you know, like, sniffing the glass and, like, trying to... And they're like... They're saying, this is the this is a beer that you drink. It basically was saying that you, it's a cheap beer. Like, they're basically saying... <laughs> We're we're the beer that every if you think about beer you're doing it wrong right you know and so they kind of I thought they kind of like trivialized their own brand and I I like drinking Budweiser right I like drinking Budweiser too but I don't not anymore yeah so they basically said the MTS was worthless right wow they basically said us taking beers sampling them and and rating them so that nobody else around us would make the same mistake or would go buy a beer that we recommended is a bad thing. Freaking Belgians. Seriously. It, it was kind of like... I don't know. Here's, here's my thing. I'll go to McDonald's. I love McDonald's. Love we McDonald's talk about this all too. the time. I love yeah. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It's, it's terrible for you. It's the, the lowest of the low. Yep. But it... it keeps coming back. I keep oh, coming back for more. It's amazing. Does that mean that I'm not going to enjoy a huge, like, well-cooked steak? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's right. carefully prepared... There's room for both, man. There's room for both. Sometimes you're just in a McDonald's mood. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I want a Budweiser. Well, I used to want a Budweiser. That's right. I would suggest High Life, Miller High Life. I'm switching. Yeah. You've, you've made me a believer. Um, that's weird. I didn't see that. I, I, the only one I saw was that Lost Dog commercial. Did you see that one? Yeah. Oh, man. Gets me every time. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there were a lot of commercials. I, it's hard to say. I mean... I saw a lot of news stories about the Super Bowl game itself. Yeah. And I think that I saw more stories about yeah. Katy Perry's halftime show and all the various commercials. Um, I, I definitely felt like the commercials and the halftime show kind of overshadow. It's like the, the spectacle. Game. Yeah, you know? exactly. The spectacle's overshadowing the game itself. Well, let's talk about the halftime show, Glenn. Did you watch the halftime I show? I did watch the halftime show. Okay. What did you think about that? Well, before I begin, I on the radio I heard today that um, driving to work that more people tuned in. There's like, well, first of all, the Super Bowl set a record for most people mm-hmm. watching an event of any time. It's like 114 million people tuned in. Wow! But in the halftime, 118 million people tuned in. Mm. So more people were interested in the halftime show than they were the Super Bowl. Okay, which is interesting in, my, in itself. Yeah. I, on the other hand, was not that interested in the halftime show. Right. Uh, call me old. I mean, I was around. All right. You, you watch a halftime show? I did. So mm-hmm. you saw Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you saw um, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, which was all right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he was actually playing. I don't think I so. I don't think so. Didn't look like he was plugged in. No, they never do. And then, um, and then Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. I was around. When Missy Elliott, you know, got started, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't a big fan, but right. I was there in my mm-hmm. youth, you know. Yeah. Man, what a weird mishmash of like it was just Here's my here's my take on it. I thought Missy Elliott really was the best entertainer that they had on the show. I mean the, yeah, Katy yeah. Perry I I don't maybe I'm just old school or whatever, but I just felt like all the bombastic special effects and everything like that, that's great. I thought the most entertaining part of it was the Missy Elliott part. Yeah. 
I thought she did the best job entertaining wise. Um, I read a funny thing on the internet where supposedly you never know this is true. Yeah. Supposedly they had a bunch of like Twitter posts from people like, "Oh man, Missy Elliott, new artist on the scenes about to blow <laughs> up," you know, and like she like Missy Elliott even like tweeted something out about it where like supposedly she was like a new emerging artist that was featured for the first time on the Super Bowl. She's, and like, that been, Kravitz guy. Yeah, she's been doing that for fifteen years, you know. So anyway, uh, I, I thought you know whatever, but we were talking about how. I had never watched this, but I was I was thinking about this for a you know for the hot button topic, mm-hmm. and so I had to go and check and see what was considered to be the best halftime shows of all time. So I found some top five list, mm-hmm. and I'm scrolling through, and number one was U2 with a bullet. Bam! U2 from 2002. Mm-hmm. So I read the description, and, I, and then I had to watch it, mm-hmm. and the description was basically, and I got to tell you, if you haven't seen this... I hadn't seen it before. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. Maybe we'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah, we should, we could, we should link to it. Um, but basically, the, sto- the backstory of it was that this was 2002 Super Bowl, which, if you think about the timing of it, was actually four months after 9-11. Right. Uh, so they did a very special tribute to all the people um, that passed away during 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, firefighters, you know, people in the buildings, people on the planes, all that stuff. Uh, and it was very, it was a tearjerker, man. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't typically get choked up, especially at watching YouTube clips, but I got a little bit choked <laughs> up when I watched it. It was pretty, pretty emotional. I mean, because you think about that time period. Yeah. Um, Bono's the man for like, you know, he's the kind, he, he's the guy that can figure that stuff out and do it in a really good way, in a way that, you know, honors those people. And it, I can't think of a better, Half, I mean, halftime show, very cathartic halftime show that was really, you know, and the great thing about that too was, man, you two actually played their instruments and they actually sang the song. Right. As opposed to all the people that were on the latest halftime show, every halftime show I've seen since then, I think. Right. Everyone I've seen, it's all lip syncing and no actual live music. Or the, or the backtrack is like so loud that they're the, the actual live audio was like a really low part in the mix because yeah. they wanted it to be perfect. But I mean, Bono wasn't perfect. No. But he sang it for, pretty close. for real, like live, and it was pretty good. It was awesome. I mean, I thought that That's was really cool. That's what makes it, yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, like, it, and who was, so it was la- uh, one of the worst, I saw a list where it was like, what, one of the wor- what are the worst halftime shows? Mm-hmm. One of them was the Black Eyed Peas and like some, I don't know when it was, but 2007 or something. Yeah. Which I watched part of the clip, I was like, ooh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, um <clears throat> Which is interesting because I actually went to a U2 show mm-hmm. where the Black Eyed Peas opened for them. Oh, weird. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's another here and there. Um, mm-hmm. But the Black Eyed Peas, one of the criticisms was the that they didn't like their... They didn't move very much. Like, the, like oh. Katy Perry was like riding this huge lion and then like yeah. she's all over the place and then flying. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, but at the same time, like, I don't know. But U2 is just sitting there with their instruments. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bono's running around like yeah. crazy, but it was awesome. I would say that Bono's running around the stage had more effect than Katy yeah. Perry flying through the air on her weird-ass comet or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Uh, because it was it was, it yeah. was emotional part of the, the show, and, and it was, you know, it was all well thought out, and you could tell that they had, yeah. you know, done a good job of planning and everything, and it... It really, it was a great, great halftime show. I mean, you can't, I don't know if you can ever top something like that. Like, it was very well done. I, I'm, you know, I'm not, Glenn's a huge U2 fan. Oh, man. I like U2 just fine. They're mm-hmm. like any other classic rock band to me. Like, I, oh, you know, okay. Whoa. I'm just saying, I'm all just right, saying, in right. my opinion, getting worked they're up not, they're not, you know, like, I, I'm, not, I'm saying that I'm not, I'm not biased towards U2 in any way, but I will say that after watching that uh, halftime episode or halftime show, that it was seriously impressive. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they did an incredible job at a difficult time, and they had to be like wondering inside their heads, like, how do we do this justice? And right. you know, it's a very difficult position to be put in. Uh, and they they didn't shy away from it. Yeah, you know, which is what somebody could have done. They could have just said, "We're just going to do a halftime show. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not going to deal with any of that stuff." Right. But they head on faced it, and not only that, they knocked it out of the park. So yeah, they did. Um, anyway, the the a part of that that segment that they did for the halftime show mm-hmm. was part of their 
um, Elevate Elevation Tour mm. that they ran mm-hmm. during that same time period. Yeah, or maybe that was like yeah. that kicked it off. Whatever, but they did the exact same. Like those yeah. two songs melded together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you just gotta check it out. Yeah, it was but good. Bono it was good. is the king, the absolute king, of taking a moment mm-hmm. and just dialing it in and mm-hmm. knowing how to get the right. It's just it, yeah, pull it's, it out of you. You know what I mean? Like I can see how the live performances. I can see how that could easily be done wrong. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so hats off to them. Uh, I felt like the you know the halftime show was very so so. But I mean maybe P- Katy Perry fans like that a lot. I don't know. She's got like a hundred and sixty million Twitter followers. That's pretty close to what the gentleman account has, right? I think we've got one hundred fifty. Seven people, <laughs> one hundred fifty-seven. Yeah. So we're we're catching up to you, Katie. Yeah. Uh, Slow burn, Glenn. Slow burn. <laughs> right. You want to burn out too quickly? No. Shooting star. I wouldn't want one hundred and sixty million Twitter. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I see. I. That's a, that's amazing. Wow. It really is kind of amazing. But yeah, apparently Miss Yellett's new, uh, the new the hottest new thing. No, I, I she's got to be forty something. It's yeah. weird to see aging I, rappers. Yeah, no, but I thought she was. I thought she was really good. Yeah, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that I can appreciate any genre. Sure, as long as it's good stuff. And I think Missy was actually had a live mic. Yes, as opposed to Katy Perry. Well, I think Katy Perry's mic was live. Maybe. Yeah, they they cut it in and out. Yeah, when she was doing the singing and stuff like that. They cut it off, right? And then, or she stops. She ironically, when she was singing, they right. turned the mic off. But then when she was talking and stuff, they flipped it on. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, I guess I guess the uh, we we disagree because I, I say that the uh, you say that the game was good and that the game outshined the. Halftime show and commercials. I think, man. I think. I think. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad thing that the commercials are awesome because it's just another reason. Oops, sorry. Hitting the table. Just another reason to watch the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, which I which I like, but there, I, there has to be something for people that don't oh, follow man. football. You know what I mean? Like there, there's usually usually the formula has been like they were saying. I think I read. A, I heard a stat that was like, this is the. It's hardly like these. These were the two best teams that actually played yeah. each other, mm-hmm. and that hardly ever happens in the Super Bowl. You have a really good team, and then you have a team that sneaks in. Well, that's you know, it's the playoff format. Like yep. you, you, it, you never know. Yeah, you never know who's going to get there. But um, this, so that's so it had the makings for a good, and then all the storylines beforehand. Mm-hmm. Really, that was the thing this year is all the storylines that happened before with Deflate Gate mm-hmm. and you know Marshawn Lynch not wanting to talk to the reporters. Yeah. And, all the talk back and forth, man. It, yeah, there's there was a lot of a lot of storylines going into the game, but now it's over. Now we have March Madness to look forward to. It's true. It's true. It's true, Glenn. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, let's move on from the <laughs> hot button topic mm. uh, and get into the final segment, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Mm. Um, and this is a, uh, this is a good question. I really like this one. Okay. Um, this is uh, Glenn. The Oscars are coming up. Yes, a couple weeks away, mm-hmm. week and a half, something like that. Yep. Um, if you if you could nominate a film for best picture, what would it be? Twenty fourteen best picture. So here's the thing, Brad. I didn't see a lot of movies this year, and by many movies, I mean like three, okay, maybe two. So and one of them, I like Punxsutawney Phil. Right, I'm picking pretty, a movie. Pretty sure that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is not going to come up for best best picture. No, probably not. Um, it's a good movie. I it like could be a, it. It could be a Stansberry best picture. <laughs> I guess nominee. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to get movies with uh, two small children. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that, that I would take them, but yeah. Um, what what are uh, what are some of the the contenders for the best contenders? Picture? Oh gosh, I don't even know what the official Oscars. Oh, okay, are. hang on. It would have been uh, see the ones that. Well, go ahead. Boyhood, okay. The Theory of Everything, okay. Soma, The Imitation Game, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Oh, Birdman, American Sniper, and Whiplash. Okay. Birdman, I, I heard, was like... That's Michael Keaton, right? Yes. I heard that was pretty awesome and really... Like a really well-done role by mm-hmm. Michael Keaton. Maybe we talked about this on the podcast before. Um, it would be interesting. I would... And I love Michael Keaton. Um... Uh, 
from his mm-hmm. non uh, Oscar worthy roles before yeah. that as Batman and uh, you know the dude from Multiplicity. Mm-hmm. But um, I did watch Grand Budapest Hotel, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. So I'll go with that, just because yeah. I've seen actually seen one of the ones that are in contention. I yeah, I would. Uh, <coughs> I hadn't even looked at. I hadn't even looked at this list, mm-hmm. um, but I have seen. I've seen uh, Birdman. I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel. I've seen Boyhood, um, and I've seen Whiplash. I haven't seen any of the other ones, so I couldn't comment on those. Um, Boyhood is interesting. Have you have you heard Who's about in this that one? one again? Boyhood. It's uh, Ethan Hawke and a couple other people. Uh. It's a movie that was filmed. Uh, by Richard uh, Linklater, it was filmed over a period of about ten years, and it was starting when the the boy was like eight years old, and he filmed like a progression in his life. So it actually for real. took ten years to yeah, film. it was like oh, a wow. for real progression in the kid's life until he was like eighteen. Weird. <laughs> With so, Ethan Hawke, yeah. So he had Ethan Hawke yep. for ten years yeah. to film it. Wow, exactly. So it was kind of like a story That's about cool. a boy's life throughout that time. So that, that was a really good idea for a film. But I, I, I saw that. I liked it. It was great. I just felt like you know, I, I don't want to say it was a gimmick because it really wasn't a gimmick. I mean, it was a, a you know, it was probably a really hard thing to pull off. You yeah. know, but I don't know. It just seems like a little bit of magic going into yeah. something. You know, where like I felt like it should be just a, a normal film. Anyway. Uh, I've seen Birdman. Yep. Good movie again. I would recommend it. Uh, I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel. Good movie. I, I You like Wes Anderson, don't you? I said, off the top of my head, I thought Grand Budapest, Grand Budapest Hotel would have been the one. However. Oh, asterisk. I, I recently saw Whiplash. Who's in that one? Who is this? Miles, Miles Teller is the star of it. Um, which is a weird, he's like in a bunch of teeny bopper movies and stuff like that. Huh. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> um, anyway, the movie is about a drummer that goes to an exclusive New York music school. So anyway, it's hard to explain because, like, on the surface, that doesn't sound like a very good movie. Right. It's about a drummer that goes to a school, right. and you know all the stuff that you happens. Call it to Juilliard. Um, but it's a really intense movie. Hmm. I mean, and I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I would just say that. Based on you know, the fact that I just said, like, it's a movie about drumming in college, <laughs> and it's so compelling and mm. so crazy. Mm. Like, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I thought that was uh, that was an awesome movie. Mm. That would be my pick. Mm. Whiplash. If you haven't seen it, I think you should go out and see it right now. It's it's a really uh, compelling movie. Mm. And uh, anyway, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a musician, and I, yep. could, I could see how... You know, you get obsessed with practice and, and and trying to to improve so much that there's a there's a point where it just becomes weird, and you get into like a uh, you can take it to a dark place. Yeah, and that's what happens in that movie. Is, so it's kind of like Black Swan for drummers. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. this dude instead of Natalie Portman drumming <laughs> instead of ballet. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. It. Uh, okay. So All right. yeah, I'll watch it. It's more manly, though. It's yeah. Well, it's I not get... ballet. Yeah, Natalie Portman. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Good point. Um, no, but that was good. Birdman was good, too. Birdman it was basically... It's basically like Batman, you know? Yes. And uh, but Except it's like he's... Like Michael Keaton's making a musical now about... He's trying to make a big comeback, and his comeback is like a Broadway musical. Kind of weird. Another hard one to describe unless you see it, but... Yeah. Uh, I heard it was kind of, It was... Yeah. Here's my thing, Glenn. Okay, Brian. I hate it when somebody tells me some movie that I haven't seen yet is going to be awesome. It's going to be a mind blower. You know? Mm-hmm. I had several people. Like, oh, three Bird or four Man. people tell me that Birdman was just going to be incredible. It's like the best movie. Like, you've you got to go see this movie. It's incredible. It's amazing. This movie's amazing. And so I show up at the theater thinking, man, this is going to be like awesome like i'm really excited about it you know and the movie's pretty good but when you expect something to be amazing and then it's yeah. pretty good uh, you feel disappointed when if you're going in thinking well it's probably gonna be a decent movie and then it it's pretty it good expectations then you're exceeding the expectations you know what i mean so i never tell anybody that you know this movie's amazing you know except God. i just did with whiplash but <clears throat> well you, know. you didn't say it was amazing you said it's no. pretty good 
I said it was pretty, that's, that was what I was trying to get across. You, you, you got to under-promise and over-deliver, bro. That's right. That's right, Glenn. You Undersell, do. I guess. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the thing. I, I, I My pick would be Whiplash, and I think it's a pretty good movie. Not great. Good. I think it's pretty good. Decent. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I. it's kind of like it's kind of like what you were talking about, seeing, a, seeing this trailer. It was like Walter Mitty. When I saw the Walter Mitty trailer. Oh, right. I was like, this is going to be the best movie in the history of movies. And I watched the movie, and it was a good movie. I mm-hmm. liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked the storyline. I like yeah. fun, upbeat, quirky movies. Right. You know? Right. Uh, but it wasn't... There was a lot more... Sometimes... <clears throat> I don't know who's putting together these trailers, but they can make movies look... Like he said. Uh, like... <laughs> What was the tornado movie? Oh, uh, into, into the, the storm. storm. <laughs> that looked terrible. That the trailer? Yeah, the trailer looked bad. The tra- no, yeah. but my wife said that the best parts of the movie were from the trailer. Yeah. So yeah. when I saw the trailer, I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be. It looked the special effects were great, and that was the only special effects they used. That looks so. I when I saw a trailer, I was like, okay, so they basically just you know yeah. twister to the nines. And, <laughs> Did it up. Anyway. Kind of. Okay, Glenn. Well, well so Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah. I'm, I'm behind Whiplash. Okay. But I think Boyhood's going to win. Okay. Just because of the Just format. because the extra, you know, that extra thing. About, they appreciate The Academy will appreciate it more. It's and I good, can respect that. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea for a movie. I mean, that, that's a unique concept. Uh, and hard to pull off. And it took them 10 or 12. I don't know how long it was. 12 years or something? 10, 10 years? I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, but... Well, Ethan Hawke isn't exactly, you know... Yeah, he's no spring chicken. No. Um, <laughs> he's not He's not in the... I mean, he's an alien, but, you know, he's not, like, a yeah. really sought-after actor these days. Maybe, right. I, I don't know. Who, what do I know? 12 years. 12 years. That's yeah. No, I see what you're saying. What you're saying is back in the day, 12 years ago, Ethan Hawke was, like, a right. big movie star. Right. And now he's kind of like, well, he's, he's still a movie I think star. I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But not, not to the same no. kind of whatever. But, yeah. My, the problem with the problem with the Academy Awards, Brian, is that it's made up with a lot of movies that I have no desire to ever see ever. Mm-hmm. Like they're full of these. I, I'm a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. I yeah. like upbeat, like funny movies. I don't like movies that are intentionally going to make you cry and like mm-hmm. all this heart heartbreak and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like drama, uh, heavy, like melodrama God. stuff. Yeah. And so the Academy loves loves movies like that, yeah. right? I, I can appreciate how great the acting is and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't like movies like that. Yeah. I, I don't know how often a comedy's won Best Picture. I really don't know. Forrest Gump? Yeah, that's that's more like kind of drama and comedy, sort of. Dramedy? Know? Actually, yeah. It's, it's... Yeah. Has a comedy ever won Best Picture? Oh, I'm sure. No, Brian. I'm sure. Well, it had to have been a... Uh, what, Jim... Was it a Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber. Pretty sure they oh, won. Oh, yeah. They had to have won. Ace for, Ventura? Ace Ventura, maybe. Yeah. Caddyshack? Um, I'm sure at some point there's been some, you know. I, but looking at this list this year, there's no. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, Grand Budapest Hotel is not a drama. It's very no. lighthearted. I liked it. Um, Typical Wes Anderson. The rest of these are pretty heavy-handed. Yeah, Birdman's pretty lighthearted too. Okay, it's it's more of a send-up of Hollywood and stuff like that. But anyway, Glenn. Well, we'll find out in a week and a half who won the Best Picture. Yeah, should we put something on the line here? I, like I said, my my choice would be Whiplash. I think that was maybe that's because, just because it was so fresh in my mind. But I felt like that was a that was one that kind of blew me away. Okay. Um, but my my money, smart money's on Boyhood. I, I say the extra extra level of twelve years of filming is gonna <laughs> gonna pay off in a best picture. It's almost like cheating. Yeah. The deck is stacked. That's right. All right. Well, we'll see if there's an upset. But for now, for right now, we'll just call it that. Boyhood's gonna win. Boyhood, yeah. Not that I know anything about this movie. Or- Grand Budapest Hotel has basically no chance of winning. Well, I, I like the Dark Horse. I liked. I I like that one too. I like that movie a lot. That was, that was a good one. I feel like Wes Anderson came back. Yeah, and I got to see it in a our, our quaint little uh, Liberty Hall movie theater, mm-hmm. uh, which is always a fun experience it in is. itself. So I try to go see as many movies as I can there. So mm. okay, Glenn. Well, uh, let's. Uh, it's time to finish the episode up here. All right, Brian. Um, this was not like Boyhood, although it might have seemed like it was 12 years long. 12 years? It went about as long as Punxsutawney Phil is old. Yeah, exactly. That's how long it went. Um, but Glenn, this is episode 45. Yes. 
Um, we're we're getting up to the Super Bowl years. I mean, forty nine right. is Super Bowl. <coughs> we're at forty five. What are we going to do for our our, our bicentennial? No, bicentennial. bicentennial. <laughs> Whoa, you're you're getting way ahead of uh, way ahead of things there. I'm though. a big. I'm a, I like to think beyond the horizon, Brian. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Where are we going to be four years from now? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, fifty. Fifty episodes. Fifty will be a big a big milestone for us. Uh, it will be fifty episodes young. It's only five episodes away, so five weeks away, Glenn. Whew. I can't. I, I can remember the first episode like it was yesterday. I can't. I just remember Soju at one at one point yeah. knocking me over. That was episode two, I think. Episode two. Mm. Ill fated. Oh man, we're young Turks. Um, but yeah, we'll figure that out. Episode fifty. I don't know. It's down the road. All I'm worried about, Glenn, is episode forty six. <laughs> I'm. I, I, <laughs> I'm looking at Brian right now. He's got his head cocked to the side. And I should... I, I didn't bring this up earlier. I should have... No. He's wearing a sailor's hat. That's right. Captain. Captain's hat. Captain's hat. No, not a sailor. A captain. Right, 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 right. right. You're the I'm the captain whistle. of this ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Captain Von Trapp over here. Sure. Uh, <laughs> this is my golfing hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When it, I, whenever I golf, you know, sun gets in my eyes like that, I have to have a hat to wear. So, I went and picked up a captain's hat. I... Th- think that was probably the best purchase you ever made yeah it, it, it's it served me well man through many lousy games of golf and uh you know other things other activities, other lousy activities. while we when we played board games the other night yeah I, yeah i put the captain hat on yeah um record the podcast tonight put the captain hat on. our significant others were not amused sometimes sometimes you just got to put the captain hat on that's i that you know what brian that should be our well it doesn't really fit but it should yeah. be a tagline that should somewhere. be a tagline yeah well, anyway. Okay, Glenn. Well, um, all right. That was episode 45. Looking forward to episode 46 and everything after it. Oh. That'll be a lot. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, let's uh, let's conclude the episode then. Okay. Uh, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. See you guys next week. Stay warm. Stay dry. Stay dry. Stay warm. <laughs> stay happy. Yeah. Lakayam. <laughs>